Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutsunde, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutsunde, ready for application season? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to apply, right? Well, yeah, we're about to be inundated <laughs> with transferring students, doing their UC transfer application, their CSU transfer application, common application for private schools, right? I This is the time where I'm writing uh, recommendation letters like every weekend. <laughs> um, and, you know, but the one thing that I, our topic today for today, the one thing that I think a lot of students forget about is supplements to applications. Mm, that supplemental application, yes. you're right. Well, I just applied for the UC or the CSU and that's it, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Or the common application, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, and if you don't know what I mean by that, um, you know, a lot of students, like for example, nursing students or, uh, you know, they know, kind of know ahead of time that they have to do a supplemental application, right? You apply to the university and you also apply to the program. Business majors at certain schools work kind of the same way. You apply to the school, but you also apply to the major. But the other thing that a lot of students don't think about is if they are a theater major or an art major, very often there are supplemental applications for those majors as well. So it's not uncommon for a major to ask for an audition or to ask for a portfolio or to ask for uh, previous works. Um, you know, they might expect you to come in with some experience already. And a lot of students forget to prepare for that during their, you know, community college uh, time. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying, because the earlier that you start to prep for this, Mm -hmm. the more time you have the opportunity to start collecting, right? If it's that portfolio, you're starting to collect some of that work, put it all in one place so you have your portfolio of your drawings, maybe you have your portfolio of um, acts that you've been in or theater plays that you've been in, things like that that you could see ahead of time. And sometimes, like you said, nursing also, like you have to take that T's test, right? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. like thinking about, oh, I have to like, I can't just apply for that supplemental application right then and there. Like I might have had to set up my T's test earlier. So sometimes you look at the supplemental applications and even though the deadline might be in December or January or the same as the, the CSU or the UC, depending on the program, depending on the school, Right. You think you have to almost work backwards a little bit because some of those pieces might require some time and some setup for you to 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 really complete them, you know, with your best ability. I I love what you're saying about working backwards, because I think this is where if you've been listening, application season is where you put into action and apply all the tips we've given you about time management, about, you know, self-care uh, skill development, all those things, uh, networking, all those skills we've talked about in different episodes. And if you haven't already checked out those episodes, this is the time to do it. Um, this is where you're going to put into place, right? Because your time management skills, you're going to want to get a calendar, mark off the deadlines that are due, and then work backwards from those deadlines. So if you've got, if you've got, um, if the applications close November 30, right? Let's say for example, for, 
a UC you want to go to, let's say UCLA's theater program application closes November 30 to apply to the university, you're going to want to go to their theater program website and look at when do they, what, what do they require for auditions? What do they require for portfolios? When are the deadlines for that? What do they look for in their PIQs, their personal insight questions, all those things you want to have, or do they apply, do they require supplemental PIQs separate from the one you would turn in with your application? Those are the kind of things that you want to mark in red on a calendar and work backwards from the, from, from, um, from those due dates. So your, your time management skills are going to be really put to the test, right? Cause you're going to need to make sure this means you're going to, if you're going to need recommendation letters, you want to ask in enough time and give those people who are writing those recommendation letters enough time, right? So those are the kind of things you want to think about because, um, I know for sure with common app, there are a lot of supplementals that you might be depending on other people to get it in on time. And so we can't stress enough, you know, your organizational skills, uh, your interpersonal skills, your networking skills, these are all going to be put to the test in this two to three month period. Good stuff that you're saying. And I'm going to say a reminder to our listeners out there, if you're applying to the UCs and CSUs, not everybody needs a letter of rec. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I get all these requests where like, can you give me a letter of recommendation for my UC application? And I would look at the program and I was like, oh, there's no letter of rec. Mm-hmm. So just remember, just a, a quick reminder. I love how you said that you're, you're absolutely right. We're writing a lot of letters, but those are very intentional. It might be for that supplemental application. So I just want to put that out there before you go and <laughs> talk to your counselor and right. say, write me a letter of rec. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely <laughs> want to, the program has to ask for it before you yeah exactly no i appreciate you just but because but that's also good that you're saying this because if the program's asking for it you don't want to go up to your counselor your to your instructor and say oh can i get a letter of rec the next day Mm -hmm. right and because you're you know i feel like again just to emphasize on that due dates is like typically i like to have my students try to give me a couple week notice for a letter of rec. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It helps me out a lot for a couple weeks. And then with the holidays coming up, right? Like, oh gosh, you know, maybe an extra week because for the holidays, like if they're gone for a few days, right? Um, for instructors, sometimes it's good to give them a month because a lot of times they're planning ahead for like midterms or when they're going to give out certain projects right Mm -hmm. and it can kind of give them a better idea of like okay well we'll, let me see where you're at and then i could write you like a stronger letter of rec or i could start looking at some of your your homework a little more um closely to see what are some pieces that i'm really liking and that i could really address as well as your class participation or if you're coming to office hours all the time right so that's another thing when you're asking for those letters of rec, make sure that, you know, you're kind of establishing that relationship with that instructor or counselor. That is such a great point. <laughs> that is such a great point. Uh, you know, you, you've got to be sure that you're asking the right person for recommendation letters, right? So that's such a great point. I think, too, you know, um, it's so easy to get overwhelmed when you, especially when you're applying to more than one school, more than one program, all with different deadlines, all with different requests, right? So maybe one program isn't asking for a recommendation letter, but the two others that you are are asking for a recommendation letter and they're asking for a questionnaire from someone who has to be an 
have been a teacher of yours. What do you, how do you, what do you, how do you um, guide students in sort of who should they be asking? Like, what are the things that they should be thinking about when they approach a counselor, an instructor and say, you know, um, I need a recommendation letter. For example, I had a student just about a week ago who's applying to nursing school. One of the nursing schools she's applying to asked for a letter of recommendation from her employer. Okay. Cause she had work experience. And so before they give her credit for that, they want a letter from the employer. And she said, well, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure about this previous supervisor. What do you think? Should I ask? So what are you, what would you advise students as far as knowing who to ask and the right kind of person to ask? Oh, great question. Putting me on the spot. You said, <laughs> no, just kidding. That's what I do best. I love your question. <laughs> <laughs> great question. So this is where that early piece comes up, right? Where you want to make sure that you look ahead of time. You see that. Cause I always tell my students, start forecasting, right? where you're going to work, what you're going to do, how do you make sure that you have those resources? But let's just be real. Many of us are in that. We're like, well, let me look at the applications coming around the corner and then I need that letter. And so when I have that student where they're like, I'm not sure about the supervisor that I want to, I want to approach. Number one is I make sure that we read through what they're asking for. Does it have to be from employer? Could it be from a volunteer person, like organization that you volunteered in? Could it be from an instructor within that uh, subject or that field? So I read that and I look to see if there's any ors, like or this person or that person. Okay, so if we establish that and there is no ors and they really want it from the employer, then I tell my students, okay, like be real. Let's see, like, do you feel like they could write you a, a solid recommendation if my students is on the fence and just feels like, no, I'm just not feeling like they may. Then I would say, is there somebody within that organization that you worked with that could write you something, another, possibly another, um, somebody else who may have supervised you doing one thing, like a, a different piece maybe of the job Another thing might be the supervisor, supervisor, if they weren't able to, like if you had a relationship with them, but sometimes it really comes down like how you networked, right? And I to get right. So, so as we're talking these things through, I tell my students, like, is there somebody else that you connected there? And if you haven't, you know, cause sometimes you're just working along and you've had that supervisor that was just not great. I know that some schools do understand that. And so what I do tell my students is to reach out to the admissions office and to check in with them and just say, hey, you know, I just want to see how much weight this letter carries. And you might want to be honest and just say, I'm just curious because I don't know if my supervisor will be able to turn it in in time. Maybe your supervisor is is great, but just not great at getting those little things in. Right. Um, so there's a variety of reasons why you might not want to ask them. So I always say talk to the school admissions office to see what they can give you like as maybe a supplement they might just say hey just put in another letter of the instructor because sometimes they have it on the website but if you talk to them or you email them and you find out more information they're able to kind of guide you in a better way so every program is so different but it never hurts to ask Mm -hmm. so if you're in that situation just ask away yeah so what would be your one thing to students out of everything we've shared what do you think is the most important Gosh, so many, right? <laughs> so for your, you know, for these applications or supplemental applications, 
is look at your top three to four schools that you're interested in to go through the admissions requirements. Of course, if you're listening to this early, do that early. If not, then make sure to see and list it out somewhere and be organized if they have a supplemental application and the due date for the application. Because sometimes the supplemental application is not up there until after you turn in the first application. Mm -hmm. Is it up there at the same time? Is it the up there after? Do I have to make sure to turn it in with the UC or the CSU applications? So look at the, t the top three to four programs that you're applying for and look for supplemental application. If there's nothing that you could find, then you know check in with the school's admissions office. You could ask, but many don't have supplemental, so we don't want to scare you, but something like nursing, I would say 99% of the time, right, Yutende? <laughs> have a supplemental absolutely. application. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. What would be your one thing? Oh, my one thing is, uh, like what you're saying, you know, staying organized is key when you've got multiple deadlines. Like I mentioned, the student that I saw a week ago, she was really stressed and really anxious, even though she, she really was on top of it, but she just needed that comfort of someone else saying, no, you've got this. So, um, you know, it's okay to check in with your counselor just to make sure that you're not missing anything, which is what she was coming in to see is like, okay, everything that I'm seeing, am I understanding it correctly? So I would say my one thing is after you've sort of put everything on a calendar, you made a list of, okay, I've, this is what I need. Focus on those three to four schools that are your top choices, right? And then have one backup. That's an easy, well, nothing's easy. Let me say not as much required in terms of supplemental uh, paper. So have a balance of the kind of schools you're applying to so that you're not, you know, stressed as much. So maybe schools that have spaced out deadlines, you know, look for a variety so that you're not stressing yourself. I love what you're saying, though, is that connection with somebody else to just kind of that second pair of eyes to look at mm -hmm. it. I have so many students that come in and they have, and we're able to get through so much because they have their list. Right. Like you said, with like four schools and they're like, I looked at this, but I just want to double check. Right. And we're able to knock those things out so quickly mm -hmm. and then just kind of go into something that, else. Yeah, right? that's such a great, I mean, she had a very fruitful, we used the entire hour, but it was very, um, uh, I mean, she, she got results right? It was very mm, yes. useful because she, she had her questions written down. She knew exactly what questions she had for which school. Um, I was able to help her look up, you know, the school advisor for, you know, like the person to reach out to at the school because she knew what she was going to ask, right? So we knew, okay, here we've got to look at the programs advisor. Here we've got to look at the admissions website. At this school, we've got to look at um, their supplemental application uh, deadlines. You know, so it was very clear what she needed from each school. And we were able to decide, okay, these are the three schools we're going to really, really focus on. And then this school is already kind of not our first choice. So we just know that we, we're going to do what's required, but there's not much required there. Uh, I love what you're saying right now because another piece I just, you know, came up for me was like, you're right. Otherwise, you would have used that whole hour on just getting organized. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, and of course, we'll, you know, check in with your counselor. I always do with the best that we can with the time that we have. So that that's always the goal. And so for our listeners, remember, this is for informational purposes only. Please check in with your counselor or your institution uh, to get your support for sure. And 
you know, please review, rate, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Yutsente, do you mind letting our listeners know where they can find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at CC underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at CC and sensibility at gmail.com. That's CC and at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.